Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Oh, welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. I have a question for some of you out there. How often do you actually use social media? figure out the truth in your lives that really matters. How many of you actually use Facebook and Twitter at all? Now, I would suggest that if you're trying to get your factual news from social media, as so many reporters are doing these days in their echo chamber, then you are fooling yourself. You're playing yourself. And it's something I heard of all people, Shooter Jennings, Waylon Jennings' son, say a few months ago on a podcast. He said one of his biggest fears these days in our current anxiety-inducing technological moment is the idea that people will grow up thinking the Internet Because Shooter Jennings was a pioneer, an early adopter of the Internet in the 90s. He's worried that people will start to think the Internet is Google. The Internet is Facebook. The Internet is Twitter. You know, I've been re-watching Game of Thrones. Because I'm really pumped for the final season. It's going to be epic. Absolutely epic. Winter is not coming. Winter is here. But as I was re-watching some of the earlier episodes last night in preparation, there was a great exchange between the eunuch, Varys, and Tyrion Lannister, who is newly named Hand of the King, essentially like the president's chief of staff. And folks, this show, Game of Thrones, is much more than just TNA and gratuitous violence. It has plenty of all those things, no doubt. But Varys asks Tyrion, who's this new, found, powerful man, what is power? Where does power come from? Does it rely in the spirit who changes your heart and mind? Is it with the priestly class? Well, in today's modern age, some pastors are powerful and influential, but not to the degree we would consider, say, presidents and senators, or even some bureaucrats or law enforcement officials or generals. Is Twitter and the big tech out there on the West Coast all that powerful? In a way, they are. They're collecting vast amounts of information on everybody who uses their services. 
But Varys says an interesting thing to Lord Tyrion, who is, by the way, a dwarf, an imp, as they call him the show. Peter Dinklage actually is a little person in real life. He says, power is a shadow. Power is a trick. Power is where people believe power is. Like, why do we listen to presidents when they become commanders-in-chief? Why do we listen to our bosses? Why do we listen to any... Why do you even listen to me? Why do you listen to the people on talk radio or on cable news or anything like that? Because you believe there is power in what people do. Power is where people believe it exists. And it becomes almost a self-fulfilling prophecy. Reinforcing, in a way. Now, some of that's healthy. A respect for healthy authority, just authority, is a great thing. But I, when I look in particular at the social media companies, Facebook and Twitter... I see a lot of people projecting a much bigger shadow of power onto these companies than actually exists. So if you think conservatives aren't getting a fair shake, say, on Twitter, again, I ask you, how often do you actually use Twitter? But say you've actually been unfairly discriminated against. On Twitter, you've been banned or suspended for a few days, whatnot. What are you going to do about it? Has your freedom of speech... Oh, be still my voice. Oh, no. Has your freedom of speech been taken away from you if you can't be on Twitter anymore? For instance, did Alex Jones lose his freedom of speech? When he was deplatformed across social media and YouTube and other podcast platforms. I'll put it even in more personal terms. Vice said something incredibly outrageous. Or, hey, maybe I didn't even do anything wrong. They just found, Joey, we're going to give somebody else a chance at producing and at hosting at the illustrious 6 to 7 at night slot when everybody's eating dinner. We're going to give some other guy a chance. We, we like you, man, but you're fired. If I was fired from this job, would I lose my freedom of speech? No. I serve at the pleasure of the people that own this company. Would I lose some power of speech? Yeah. Am I as powerful as, say, a Sean Hannity or a, even Glenn Beck's fallen a lot in the radio ratings, but he still has a, a show that reaches a million or so people. And I'm not as powerful as them, but we keep conflating freedom of speech with the agency or the power and how many people you can reach with your speech. And this is the problem I have today with Devin Nunes. He brought a lawsuit for over $250 million against Twitter, claiming they shadow banned his account. And they're letting, this is how serious it is, folks, random accounts take him on. As part of the lawsuit, he's seeking the identities 
of people behind specific accounts that were giving him hell in the 2018 election. People who were critical of him, including accounts using the name at Devin Cow, claiming to be Devin Nunes's cow, and also at Devin Nunes's mom. And Nunes says they are guilty of legitimate harassment and defamation. But they're obviously satirical sites. Yeah, it's obvious they also don't like him. But I thought people were free to tweet what they believed when you set up a Twitter account. Now, Twitter has basic rules against targeted harassment. They have some rules that, yes, we can argue, have not been enforced in the most ideal manner. But there is actually... Because Nunes has filed this lawsuit in a Maryland state court. Which means his defamation claim runs up against what's called Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. Section 230 says that web platforms aren't to be treated as the speaker of user-posted content for state and civil legal liability purposes. So under Section 230, Twitter does not need to determine itself... What is or isn't defamatory content? It only needs comply if legal authorities say it must take something down, which seems like a reasonable rule. If somebody's out there trying to rile up a mob action to go take and burn down somebody's house, let's say, or if somebody's been trying to recruit people to ISIS with Twitter, yeah. Law enforcement says take that down, give us the information you have on this particular person of interest or this suspect of a crime. I'm all for that sort of law. But here's what I don't like, folks, is conflating freedom of speech with the power of one's speech. Now, if Twitter has been shown to be using their algorithms to boost certain content over others, I don't like it. But that's not a violation of one's freedom of speech. That's a private company doing something they think is in their interest. I don't like it. But hello, Southernwood. Let me hey. ask you. Yes. How many times have you used Twitter? Uh, to be honest, probably I've never sent a tweet. I have looked at things that people have sent me mm-hmm. that come via Twitter. Right. Probably, and, and probably only 10 or 12 But times. how do you have any freedom to speak if you're not on Twitter? I don't. Oh, that's just, why I, I right. never. That's why I never talk. Right. I mean, no one knows who I am. I mean, nobody. I think I have no vehicle to get my voice out because Twitter is not my deal. Well, I think these companies are overblown. I think what's happening is Donald Trump was so effective on Twitter the last election. Which, by the way, makes these criticisms that conservatives are being ill-treated. It's like, yeah, one of the most powerful people on Twitter is the president of the United States, who happens to be, you know, a Republican and beloved by conservatives. And he constantly tweets things out. Constantly. Sometimes too much. Like, don't go after Kellyanne's husband. If anything, President Trump, invite him over to a private dinner and intimidate him that way if you want. Well, and and, and I see things that are put on the Twitter. Mm Mm-hmm. As they would say, us old folks would say, 
but uh, I just do not. Here's here's my Joey. Big I think it is is more is more complicated than that though. Is if if Twitter starts and I heard this on Barron's show this morning, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the dadgum two words, but a platform and there was something else. But if if you start editing what can and cannot be on your source of media, mm-hmm. then you're responsible for what you do let go out on your media. Yeah. So if Twitter says, nope, you know, Joey, you can't come on here and say all your crazy, you know, millennial ideas. Sure. You can't do that. But they let me come on so as an Gen old Xer, guy yeah. and let me do... Well, if they're restricting you, then that means that by default means they're approving me. Mm -hmm. And so they're responsible for anything that I say. And I'm pretty sure Twitter does not want to be responsible for anything that I say. But number one, uh, I'll say it again. Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. What happens under Section 230? It says that Twitter does not need to determine itself what is or isn't defamatory content that users post. It only needs to comply if legal authorities say it must take something down, like a terrorist threat or whatnot. Essentially, that section says that web platforms aren't to be treated as the speaker of user-posted content for state or civil legal liability purposes. So if somebody says something about Southern Wood on Twitter, Twitter's not responsible. The person who said it's responsible. Okay. But here's here let's get to your point though. Say Twitter does elevate one point of view over another point of view. Well, and and that's But don't we do that say like Fox News does that? The New York Times does that. Talk radio is dominated by conservatives. Sure. And we used to have this thing called the fairness doctrine. An obnoxious law that should have never been on the books. Mm-hmm. We had to give so-called equal Agreed. time. Number one, it's not just two sides to any story. That's that's one problem with the law. But I don't think radio stations should have to give equal time to all sorts of points of views. I don't think cable news networks or newspapers should have to give equal time in their media. And they they don't. They shouldn't. And the same goes for social media. Now, if we want to argue, here's my point. If people want to complain, protest, boycott... All sorts of things. Like, I'm a user of your platform, and you're really pissing me off with what I think you're doing. Like, I think you are shadow banning me. I think you're doing these things, and there's going to be hell to pay. And I'm not going to use your platform anymore. Or I might even start a new one. I'm all for that. That that is true freedom of speech, by the way, and association. But the idea of we're going, and this is what I'm worried about. Right now, it has not gotten to this point. I'm just worried that the political rabble-rousing on the left and the right over social media, people are saying, I'm not being treated fairly, could lead to something like the fairness doctrine on social media. And even worse, it would take a very new dynamic sector, because Twitter and Facebook aren't that old, and it would essentially put all sorts of rules and regs on those big companies, and there would be very little room for new startups to come in and compete because they'd have to comply with all these rules and regulations. Yeah. And, and, so, and that's... Yeah, life isn't fair. Mm-mm. And for Devin Nunes to point out, I don't like it that somebody made an account said, at Devin Nunes' mom. 
and was pretending to be my mom. Well, I mean, anybody with a brain could see that satire, political satire, against a political opponent. And, and it's allowed. Especially, politicians should be criticized from every angle. It should be allowed. Yeah, it, it should be. And, that, and that's what, that is what saddens me the most about all of the entire situation you're talking about. Yeah. Whether it's Facebook or Twitter or what have you. Is MySpace still a thing? It's still around. Really? Yeah, it's still up and running, I think. See, I'm I'm hip. But it's funny Jack. how we don't use, that used to be big and powerful, right? Not as much anymore. But it's, how did that happen? It, it's what saddens me is that people get up in arms about this, and right. I'm kind of doing a devil's advocate because I mean I don't give a flying flip what Twitter right. says about me or anybody else. Right. You can find it somewhere, or what the internet or what. Facebook, who, who goes to jail in Facebook? You know, I really don't care. And But what saddens me is that that is the main or even the sole source yeah, of information that people get. And whose fault is, is that? through that. And whose fault is That's that? That's the person with their phone yeah. out reading, going, oh, right. can you believe so-and-so said so-and-so? And I'm like, uh, no, that's like fake. I mean, that's it, think about it, right? And well, but, and people have asked, and in good faith, I, I'm coming across as like I'm annoyed at Devin Nunes because I, I expected better. You're sitting on the House Intelligence Committee, man. Part of me thinks that this lawsuit is in order through the discovery process in the lawsuit, getting internal documents on Twitter. I think what you'll find, Devin, is that the reason your post didn't get as much traffic is because there weren't as many people following it. I think it's organic, is my bet. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's not. Maybe it's case. I don't think he has a case, though, on the First Amendment and defamation standings. I just, he doesn't. And maybe what he's doing is trying to find more information out about Twitter through the discovery process, and which could mean legislation's coming soon and that's what i fear now i think what's going on is because social media was such a big issue post 2016 election politicians on both sides want to put their fingers and tentacles wrap it around social media and control it why why that i go back to my original point joey yeah take a deep breath and listen and think about this question i don't want to no, Why does social media have anything to do with an election? Sure, they may offer some views and opinions and things like that. How does that affect an election? How does me... Right. It is no different. It is absolutely no different than me getting right here on this microphone. I'm talking to a hell of a lot more people than are going to read Your something posts. that I put on Facebook yes, exactly, or Twitter right. right now. And if I say, by damn, don't vote for whatever, you know, Joe Smith for, you know, Senate seat 69, he's a, a, he's, he's a bad person, you know, he screwed me out of something. Hickenlooper and John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt are, are, are yeah. bastards. I just, I just <laughs> said that. Right. And communicated with 
a heck of a lot more people than if I typed it out on Facebook and right. said, Joe Smith is a bad person, you know, don't vote for him. Well, you and know. I get that people feel like they're not being treated fairly. And I do get that when, say, a conservative person watches Hollywood movies, they watch entertainment. Like, I have a good friend who is in the filmmaking business. And he said that the, every time he goes to, like, South by Southwest, that recently happened, where all sorts of the left politicians were saying stupid things, in my opinion, that it's not just the politicians. The people in that industry think that way. And why is it? It's a complicated, long question and answer. But I get that people feel like the cultural aspects of society and the arts and television and movies and now social media are these liberal elite who don't speak for the average everyday American in no. so-called flyover country. I get that. And I, I agree. Yeah, and, and they don't. But I don't think they, number one, they're not as powerful as they think they are. No. And I don't think conservatives should buy into the idea that they are as powerful as we sometimes think they are. I think a lot more people are should be wise. And if you want to, it's like, okay, if, if I can't trust social media and I can't trust the mainstream news, where do I get truth and facts? <laughs> well, don't watch them, number the one. The Bible. Yeah, read that a book. That is the only place you get truth and read facts. A, yeah, read a book. Read some theory. Or you can find still great sources of information if you do a little bit of digging. Sure, but there's so much opinion in everything. Yes. But it's what, what kills me is when people get so ass heard about, oh, did you see what Twitter did? Did you see what Facebook did? I'm like, is that like an over-the-air waves? Does it just come into your head? Or do you actually have to pay something to have a device that accepts it? Even if it says it's free, but you still have to have a device and you have right. to pay for it. to come. I mean, it doesn't just broadcast right. through all of the outdoor airwaves. And you choose to look at it. And if you're, if you're ass hurt about what's said on... And, and I don't I don't like the fact that they're saying, oh, you have this opinion, we're putting you in Facebook jail. I think that's pretty well, and, sorry. And also, but, but, but yeah. it, Joey, they own it. If they want right. to do that, then they can do that. Right. If I said something outrageous on these arrows, if I said something they don't like and they want me not to talk anymore on this microphone, they yeah. have every right to do that. Rick I didn't lose say, my freedom of speech. No. I lost my job. It's right. a very different thing. Exactly. It's a very different thing. I think what's going on is it's the new addiction that social media is like a quick hit. It's like candy. It's like you, ooh, ooh, that's the latest controversy. Ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. And, and this is why reporters like it who are working for all these struggling media companies. What's the thing people are talking about? And they want to tap into the pulse of what the collective on Twitter is saying. I'm willing to bet, I haven't done the research, but I'm willing to bet most people on Twitter and most people online commenting and saying things are actually of a left-wing persuasion. Maybe not far left, but they tend to tilt that way, probably because most people online trend younger. I mean, there's a lot of reasons for this. So the population you're already dealing with on Twitter is going to tilt that way already. And, I mean, I've listened to some fascinating podcasts on how reporters will use Twitter. It's like, okay, what's going on in the trending? What's going on? What's really getting people going? And, oh, we'll tap into that outrage or that controversy and we'll write an article that'll get a lot of hits so our advertisers make money. 
Like, and it sometimes becomes incestuous. So one reporter tweets something out, and another reporter picks it up, and it just echoes and reverberates through mm-hmm. that chamber. Yeah, mm-hmm. that goes on. I, I, but I tend to think it's overblown to a great extent, and I think it's also overblown because it's easy. It's much easier for the press to go, what did Trump tweet today, than to look into the details of, say, his China policy. So now you're hitting on something. It is. It is. It is so easy. You just run down through there, and you can just chug out stories. Did you see, did you see the dancing uh, puppy dog right. the other day? No, seriously. On, right. on Facebook, did you see the dancing puppy dog? They turned the music on, and it's a little dog. And, I mean, he was dancing and was just so cute. Did you see that? I don't know if I did. I've oh, seen a lot of cat was, and dog It was wonderful. Or... See, I just wrote a whole story about a dancing puppy right. dog. And what in the hell has that got to do with anything? ClaySafeSpace.com. <laughs> Look at kitten and puppy videos to your heart's desire. Yeah, but, I mean, that's what you end up... You get. We have gotten so dang gone locked in right. to our phones that we just, you know, every five minutes you're hitting Facebook and you're scrolling through to see what's new. And you're like, oh, well, Joey, and then, but you know, even excuse us, throwing your phone even there. like you put something up. It's like, oh, 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 notification. What Joey put up? Oh. Holy crap! Another, another Prince video, right? <laughs> you know, or something, and and that's fine. I mean, it's it's a great way to communicate, but I don't know why people are so butthurt about, right? You know, oh, it's not the main means gonna, of communicating. They're not going to let us do. But I think the main thing that's actually competing for hearts and minds is more YouTube and the podcast space. That's grown by leaps and bounds. Millions of people paying attention to certain podcasts. More than, dare I say, average nightly cable news shows get. Millions of people paying attention to that stuff. Because you can travel. You can do busy work. You can fold laundry while you listen to a podcast. That's the true revolution. I think social media is a weird... It will, I think, in a few years be considered a lesser form of communication, and that's how I consider it now. It's useful for some things and for connecting with people in certain ways, but if that is your source of truth and information about the world, good luck with that. Good luck with that. I just don't see it. You know what you can get on a podcast, though? Hmm. The Joey Clark Radio Hour. Yeah, wherever podcasts are available. Absolutely. On all Apple platforms. Podcasts, every one SoundCloud, of the platforms. Google Play, Spotify, it's all up there. I'm a SoundCloud dude now. Okay. I'm, I'm not right. telling you. Right. I mean, I'm. is that old school now? Is SoundCloud, Sound, is kinda. that kind of... It, well, it's cutting edge in Is that ways. the MySpace of... No, nah, it depends. Podcasts? It depends. And maybe you're promoting your music. It tends to be more SoundCloud. Apple and Google Play and Stitcher and... Spotify. Well, Spotify's more music, too. But you get podcasts everywhere now. I'm still yet to jump onto YouTube. I might hear soon. That takes a little more work than the other platform. I, I see a camera sitting right over there. Yeah, we can make it work. We can make it work. I just... It, no, no. <laughs> I just Dude. think the freak out right now, This and it's a deeper story of the sort of resentment, I'm not getting a fair shake mentality. It's out there strong. On all from all different perspectives, all so-called two sides. It's more than two sides. It's all different sides. Well, uh, and people are so like they're skeptical. They're suspicious of one another. 
I almost said an ugly word. They know such thing as fair. That's a bunch of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Life ain't fair. Nope. And that's cliched. I know it. But life ain't fair. There's nothing fair. You go out there and you get it. You earn it. You do it right. And by God, it's going to pay off. Period. And you're talking to a guy, a website I used to write for. They, in my mind, unjustly were pulled off of Facebook and Twitter. They had millions of followers. They got swept up in one of these purges. And there was never a good explanation given. I'd like for there to be a good explanation given. But... I've said all sorts of things on social media. I've never been banned or even warned. I've said all sorts of things. So I, I don't know. It's overblown. And let's not give in to the government that will be the arbiter of all things fair. They won't be. And with that, we got to hit this break. Clark. Oh, welcome back, folks. The show is brought to you by Express Fitness 24-7. And when can you go there? Anytime you like. 24-7, 365. What if I... Today's Tuesday. Yeah. I go home, take a nap. I I usually wake up like 2.30 in the morning. But I can't go work out because there's nowhere to work out except for... Express Fitness 24-7. Because at 2.35 in the morning... Right, the name's not just a gimmick. They're actually open 24-7. When you become a member, which does not require some ungodly year-long contract, it's you pay month to month at a very reasonable rate, and you get a key fob, at least a key code, and that gives you access 24-7. It's a great place. I'm going to the Zelda Road location, the Hillwood Festival Shopping Center. There's one part of the facility above Firehouse Subs, and then right across the parking lot, it's a split facility, is where I've mostly been going, which is where I'm doing the heavy compound lifts and occasionally getting those glamour lifts in, like the bench press and those curls. Mm-hmm. Oh, brother. That's pretty cool. They got two locations. Yeah, well, and they have multiple locations all over the river. Wait, wait. Prattville, Millbrook, Wetumpka, Clanton, Pine Level even. You don't what? hear Pine Level often. But Express Fitness 24-7, they're really doing it right. It's kind of a local startup. They're getting things going. They're going strong. I love it. I've never wanted for new equipment. There's plenty of equipment available, uh, state-of-the-art stuff, barbells to cardio machines to the row machine to, you know, cable you know, weight machines. There's all sorts of things you can get going there at Express Fitness 24-7. And when you sign up, maybe you'll feel like a fish out of water. You had not worked out in a while. They'll give you a few free initial personal training sessions to get you on the right course. What are your goals? Here's how we can meet those goals. And to me, it is really a mental exercise more than it is the physical. Like, okay, yeah, I'm sore. My butt's sore. My legs are sore. My arms are sore. Whatever. My shoulders are currently sore. Doing all sorts of, like, military press and hang cleans. But it's more like, okay, when you hit that point where you don't think you can do it anymore, and then you push yourself... 
Like I did one set of uh, thrusters where you kind of do a front squat and then thrust the bar up overhead. And I was like, I, I did one set and I'm like, I'm weak. Which wasn't like uh, I'm complaining. It was more, oh, I'm, I'm weaker than I thought I was. I need to keep working at this. But I can push through and do another set, which I did. Mm-hmm. Before you're ever going to be brilliant at something, you got to be willing to act the fool. So it, try them out, folks. It has made my mind sharper. It's made my body look better if I could be a little vain for a moment. I'm getting the results I like. So Express Fitness 24-7. Visit the website expressfitness24.com and tell them when you sign up. Because I think you should sign up. But when you sign up, tell them Joey sent you. Joey from the radio. One person did. They signed up pretty recently. So the word is out there. Express Fitness 24-7. So all that said, you said you wanted to talk about Game of Thrones. The final season is coming out. I know, and we're, we're trying to catch up. We actually... And... They should advertise with you, right, <laughs> or with this station, because it is it is one of the the best series I've ever seen. It's incredible. It's it, it's so true to life. I mean, there are things that happen that don't happen in movies. It's like, right. no, that guy can't die. He's the good yeah, guy. The show actually has stakes. In in. It that happens. seem unfair, that seem unjust. It's like, no, the good guy has to win. No, not in this case. No, it, it, it doesn't happen. You can't do that to this person. And they do it to that person. And it's... I'm, I'm trying not to be... Uh, Don't spoil you know, to, it, yeah. To spoil anything. But I'm telling you, if you ain't seen a blonde-headed chick riding on a bunch of dragons, <laughs> I'm telling you, you ain't seen nothing... It, and it's also I've been reading a lot of like archi- uh, like psychology about archetypes, like a lot of Carl Jung, Jordan Peterson. Watching a lot of his lectures, I'm about to pick up a book that I won't bore people with because it's pretty involved. But it's one of Jung's students, Eric Newman. He wrote a book called "The History Origins and History of Consciousness," where he maps how consciousness has been arising and he tracks it through the different stories we tell and the different archetypes so when i'm watching game of thrones there are certain characters where i'm like oh there's that archetype but the ultimate archetype is in the basic premise of the show is winter is coming and there's this massive wall up on the north and there's all these old stories of like white walkers and dragons and children of the forest and, and magical beings. And they're all dismissed. They're like, oh, those don't exist. They don't exist. Because it, it, nothing like that's been around for thousands of years. But yeah, until season four. And, and they yeah. see the dragon flying over the mm-hmm. gateway, So, But that's a great actual myth. It's that, It's like the flood story. And no one the flood story. When people I, No, that didn't happen. That didn't exist. Right, but didn't when people, but out. that's the classic story. Whether you want to take it literally or not. The idea is that if human beings forget something crucial, it gets lost in the midst of time because people don't act correctly or they just get forgetful for one reason or another. Cat- catastrophe can strike. It's like what happened in with Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. The Army Corps of Engineers, everybody knew those dikes weren't ready. They knew that if a big storm comes through, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. And they were, but, but they didn't. It's it's a combination of sometimes natural disasters happen and there's nothing you can do about it, but sometimes you could have mitigated it if you hadn't have been so corrupt in your own life. You could have prepared. 
And Game of Thrones hits that so well. You're inviting your corruption, your political machinations are leading you away from focusing on the real problem that's coming from the north. It's a great show in that. That way. that is a, that is a great point, and it's it, it, we may be losing most of the audience. Well, that's already. But it. but Joey, I mean, that is a great point because that's the way it hits. It's like oh, there's no such thing as White Walkers. They hadn't seen them in two thousand years, and oh boy, the little chubby dude. He's like, no, I seen them. I kill right. one of them. Well, like, well, how? How can I'm watching, you? I'm rewatching the earlier seasons. I started. We're like halfway through season two, and they're going through like the the Night's Watch, the guys that are supposed to stand on the wall and watch out for things coming from the north, folks. Yeah, that's they're a out above. Dude. Well, but they're out above the wall. This is the first time they ever go out above the wall. The new recruits, and they see they hear one horn blast, and they're like, "Oh, one horn blast means." Allies, friends are coming. Two horn blast means enemies, like the wildlings or some other wild group of people or whatnot. And then the fat chubby dude pipes up and goes, and three blasts means white walkers are coming. And everybody's like, how do you know that? He's like, well, I, I read it in a I book. I read a book. Yeah. So it's this idea that there is old knowledge that people have forgotten, and that knowledge is very crucial. But then there's also the dynamic of you need new blood. You need new ideas. You need new people to reinvigorate the society and the structure that you're working through. And you got to sometimes kick out the Pharisees. You got to kick out the corrupt authorities in order to make sure you can reclaim the old knowledge. It It's a great, deep show. The drama is fantastic. It's a human level with good character arcs. And yeah, if you like it, a hot blonde flying on a dragon. Damn, man. That's good stuff. So I'm glad you're watching it. I'm glad you're watching. This is the first time you've watched, though. But yeah, it is. But it is. It is the the storyline is so good in it that you you probably do need to watch it twice mm-hmm. because it's it good, takes a while to. It's. Have you ever read the book? Uh, oh crap! Uh, Gods and generals. No, I know what you're talking about. You know, it's on the history okay. of the Civil War. Yeah, the Sherrard, the Sherrard book. Yeah, and and I've seen the movie they did. Ah, well, the movie sucks. It, <laughs> it freaking did. sucks. It put me to sleep. It's terrible, guys. Oh, that movie is terrible. But if you read the books, uh, Killer Angels, his father wrote Killer Angels, and that was simply an entire book about the battle at Gettysburg. And Gods and Generals was a prequel okay. to Killer Angels. Uh, and I think it was, I think his father was Steve Farrar, maybe, and his name was Jeff Farrar, but his last name I, I think I've got right. So he wrote the prequel because it was just about the Battle of Gettysburg. But the way he wrote the book, it was from every general's perspective. Oh, that's fascinating, yeah. And and then uh, Killer Angels came, that was the prequel, and, and he, you had Robert E. Lee, and you had U- Ulysses S. Grant, you had, you had everybody, and I mean, it, to me, it was written so great because right when you just got involved and so deep and I mean you were just wanting one more thing you got to the end of a chapter about 
uh, you know, Stonewall Jackson, and it said, chapter 22, Ulysses S. Grant is going here, and it's like a complete different storyline. Right, but they all come together. And you still got the other one in the back of your mind. And I love you stuff get, like that. You get so in, entrenched in and that's you, how Game of Ulysses. Thrones is. It's exactly the same way. Yeah, they do brilliance. Like, he'll tell the mythology of a particular world with two guys sitting at a tavern getting drunk, and they're t- telling old stories. So, But you learn about the larger world by just listening to two guys' conversation. He does a brilliant job dramatizing it. I want to do something real quick, because we were talking about media bias. And I think it exists. Now, of course, everybody has their bias. I think if you listen to talk radio, you're going for a certain type of perspective. Yeah. If you're watching a certain... I've got a bias. 93.1 FM is the greatest radio station on and we the did, air. We did not pay you to say that, right? And no. it's not just because you constantly I get invited. I wish y'all would pay me. Well, Come on, man. Keep wishing and praying. Talk to Rick. Keep wishing and praying. You talk to him yourself. <laughs> no, I'm scared of him. <laughs> no, but I what I did is I pulled up just Google News Aggregator. Let's go through some of the headlines. The top story from CNN posted 42 minutes ago, the awful reality that Donald Trump's repeated attacks on John McCain proves. You know, I've never really liked John McCain as a public figure. I don't know the man personally. So why should we love John McCain? Shouldn't. All I can judge him by is his actions. Well, and I absolutely felt for the man when I heard that he had the same kind of brain cancer as my mother succumbed to. It hit me very hard and personally. It made me remember those days with her. Sure. But when I look at John McCain's public track record as a senator, thumbs down. Big thumbs down. Well, they weren't down. They were kind of sideways because. And then, okay, but yeah, kind of all the way down. But here's a now that was mean. That was, but I shouldn't have said that. Uh, NPR, pretty innocuous headline. This is, in my opinion, actual news. Trump to nominate Stephen Dixon to lead FAA in wake of Boeing crashes. That's pretty straightforward news. The president is nominating this guy to look into this crisis at the FAA. That's news. I'll give NPR that. Trump from NBC News three hours ago. Trump praises Brazil's far-right president at White House. Hmm. Far-right. Far-right. Not just right-wing. Far-right. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's like all the... I guess far-right is when you leave the wing. You're not even right-wing. You're, you're far. Like, you're at you the You fell off the wing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Uh, from Fox News four hours ago. 2020 Democrats eye dramatic increase in Supreme Court justices. All options are on the table. Oh, so you're learning from FDR. Let's just increase the number of justices and back the court. All right. <sighs> Seems pretty straightforward, but who knows? Now, see, that's the one that really... Okay, here's actual news from the New York Times. I'm sorry okay. for cutting you off, but I'm no, going to continue that's with fine. this. Keep going. It's your show. Not Six mine. hours ago, posted from the New York Times. Actual news. USC, University of Southern California, freezes accounts of students connected with admission scandal. It's pretty straightforward news. And it's what I've said about the New York Times several times before. Is on any other section, lifestyle, even geopolitics to a degree, but that gets a little murky. But lifestyle, cuisine, 
great human interest stories and accomplishments, technology, literature, whatever. New York Times is great. They do a good job of investigating things on that front. But once you get to the political section, oh my God, it sucks. Same thing for the Washington Post in most places. And maybe I think it sucks is because I don't agree with it. And I don't share their bias. Yeah. But there's a clear bias when it comes to politics and political news, not just the opinion section. Well, and that I think what you just said, it's it's the line there is no line anymore between right. the opinion section and the political section. It's the political section is the exact same, and the opinion is just propping up the opinion uh, or, or the political section. Oh, look, breaking news from five minutes ago. Though, is it that breaking? From the Wall Street Journal, Joe Biden tells supporters he plans 2020 bid. What? <gasps> Joe Biden's running? It's not like we knew that for weeks. But, yeah, okay. More confirmation that uh, Joe Biden... Just glad my is, name's not Neil Smith. And Neil Smith, an old butt buddy. Are you here, Neil? Neil, I miss you, man. I miss you. I promise you, the president has a big stick. Thank you, uh, Dr. Pepper. Well, thank you, Joe. Thank you for running. That's going to be great. I didn't mean to step on your line. No, I brother. Didn't. No, you killed it. You killed it. That was good. That was a good lead-in. <laughs> Statue of Liberty Climber. This is from NBC News a couple of hours ago. Statue of Liberty Climber covers face and tape at sentencing. I think that's a good defense strategy. Hmm. I'm going to cover my face and tape in the courtroom. <laughs> what a weird thing to do. Almost as weird as claiming the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I mean, I mean, heck, though, Joey. I mean, nowadays, that might work. I mean, yeah, there's so much knows? crazy crap out there. <laughs> right. I mean, who knows? Okay, some more news from New York Times. Scapegoater hero John Burkow, common speaker, upends Brexit. Some news across the pond. Things aren't going well for the Brexit, for the British exit, which is unfortunate. Very unfortunate. You know what? And and that is that has been odd to me, or not necessarily odd, but it shows how the global everybody works. Yeah, is the people voted? Yeah, for that. That's what they wanted. Well, and was it a close vote? Sure. I mean, it was a little bit close. It scares the crap out of me about this crap that I heard. Man, I'm. Doing my best not scares to scares the crap out of you that this crap happened. <laughs> this crap that <laughs> crap uh, is scaring the crap. Yeah, that Hiawatha came out with today about every vote needs to be counted. Oh, and we need to war, get yeah. rid of the uh, electoral college. I can't stand people. It, stupid people do not need to vote. You know what? I would be in favor of this proposal right here. Mm-hmm. Illegal aliens are allowed to vote in our elections. Oh, man, really? What? I dang sure would be. However, oh, there, yeah. when you go in to vote, you have to pass an IQ test, whether you're illegal or legal, before you can cast a vote. Oh, but that's, that's just wrong. Yeah. No, it ain't wrong. It's right. It's what's right with it. Hmm. Or no, that's what's wrong with it. It's, it is right. But does IQ, high IQ, mean that you're actually informed on an issue? No, no. make it a simple test on how government works and what you're voting so for. So a civics test. Yeah, just a simple, common sense, 
you know, 12th grade average because, which, I mean, if you're 21 in the 12th grade, you probably shouldn't be voting anyhow. But anybody of voting, or 18's voting age, not 21. 21's drinking age. But at 18 years old, you should know how government works. And if you don't know simple civics, you shouldn't be voting on something. Right. That would be like, Joey, you think about it. It would be like me coming to your house to work on your air conditioner. Mm -hmm. And you're the nine-year-old boy that is home on spring break. And your mother had called me, knew me. I mean, I'm not weirdo. It's, you know, and so I came over and I said, hey, Joey. And you say, hey, Uncle Clay, how you doing? And I'm like, yeah, I'm here to work on your air conditioner. And, and I say, I ask you. Now, Joey, you've got a bad capacitor. Or I could put a new unit in. And that's, you know, the a capacitor is going to cost you $176, but I can put a new unit in. It's going to cost you $6,000. However, it's going to have a warranty on the new unit, mm-hmm. a 10-year warranty. Ooh. And letting you decide right. whether or not to put a brand new unit in or put a capacitor in. Now, should that be up to you? A nine-year-old? Not really. But it sounds good. Do they it? own the house? It, it sounds I don't think good. It, I see your point. My point is it sounds good what I just said to you. I can put a capacitor on that's got a 90-day warranty, or I can put you a brand-new unit in. Sure, it costs a little more. But well, a little it's, more. It's going to be it's going to be more efficient. It's going to cool better. I think it's you're cool bamboozling me. And it's go no, but nine years olds they don't think that way. They're going right. to say, yeah, uh, you mean ten years? They're impressionable. Ten years, yes. it won't cost you a penny. Well, and this is why we have say laws for age of majority when it comes to sex. Young people are impressionable. They can be easily swayed and persuaded. Right. I get that. Uh, apparently, aspirin is out. Hot. Older, healthy adults should not be using baby aspirin or low-dose aspirin. There are new ways now of making sure you don't get heart disease. Oh, man. Aspirin eats your stomach liner up. It's terrible for you. Sugary drinks are linked 31% more chance of you dying early if you drink a lot of soda, which is kind of like, duh. But they taste good, don't they? Have Uh, one every once in a while. I tried that new Coke Orange Vanilla. Is it good? It's good. Really? It is tasty. Does it taste like a creamsicle? Yeah, it's it? great. I is love it? it. Yeah, it's really good. I might try But I'm not going to drink like four of them a day. I'm not even going to drink one a day. I'll have one occasionally. I hadn't had a soda in probably four or five years now. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't drink soda. I don't. Just uh, looking at the news here. A lot of it is news. Unless you're at what's at the top of the news on Google News once again. The very top. Very, let's scroll up. (gasps) The awful reality that Donald Trump's repeated attacks on John McCain proves. From CNN. How's that news? Why is it at the top, Google? Because it says Trump. Yep. And I think we need to stop thinking that everything the president does and says, whether he's taking a crap or tweeting the latest thing against Kellyanne's husband, is news. It's not. Wrong. <laughs> Everything I say is news. Um, with that, thank you for listening, folks. Thank you for joining me, Southern Wood. Anytime, my man. <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow night. 
Joey Clark.